Welcome to Pick Up Your Sticks, where we talk about why gaming matters, with your hosts, Brett Lindley and Walker Near. I'm Brett, and today we're traveling across maps in vehicles large and small as we talk about Grand Theft Auto, Saints Row, and other open-world games. Because of the nature of these games, we thought it would be a good idea to start out with an explicit content warning. While we try to keep things tasteful, we do discuss several mature themes during the episode. With that said, let's get on with it. Hey, Walker. Well, it's got you picking up your sticks this week. Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, so we had talked a little bit ahead of time about that we wanted to, to record an episode about GTA and Saints Row. Yep. Uh, I intended on playing GTA, as that is mm. my favorite game franchise. Uh, installed, downloaded and installed GTA 5 on, on Steam. Already owned it, of course. but um, So I didn't make a fresh purchase, is my point. However, I didn't actually play it. Um, so, so yeah, so I didn't get a good refresh of GTA 5. Uh, I, I have played and beaten GTA 5. It is one of the rare games in my completion category. Nice. In fact, I would say it's the only GTA game I've actually finished all the way. So we've covered like almost half of the games you've completed just in the last few weeks. Um, well, yeah, but I didn't beat that one. I beat that one in 2013. No, no, no. I so, mean, like, uh, in the last few weeks of episodes, because we've correct. talked about several games that you've beaten here lately, yes, so. Yes, yes, that's true. That trope is going to die soon. I'm going to need you to get some half-finished games going. we got to get you on that. Like, I mean, <laughs> last week I talked about how I played My Friend is Pedro for 23 minutes, so that's we can true. we can always lean on Pedro. <laughs> Pedro's uh, got our backs. For that content, yeah, for hating on me. Um... <laughs> But anyway, so um, so yeah, so I would say that GTA is again my favorite franchise of video games, um, and GTA Five is probably my favorite game of all time. Now, I don't like I don't like trying to create a category of just like this one game is the very best and that's it because games are so different that it's just unfair. It's kind of like trying to come up with a favorite song, and it's like, well, I don't right. know what mood am I in? You know. Well, so so let me ask you this. Before GTA Five, and mm-hmm. I forgive me because I don't know the order of the games as quite as well. But was it San Andreas was the last one, or was it Vice City? Uh, four actually was the last one. Okay, so Vice City, then San Andreas, then four, then five. Yes. Okay. So the first two, one and two, are the top downs. Right. And then the the three D world GTAs are three, Vice City, San Andreas, four, five. Okay. So before GTA Five came out. Yep. Was Grand Theft Auto 4 your favorite game of all time? Yes. So it's probably fairly safe to say, at least for the majority, that the Grand Theft Auto series is your favorite series. It is, but it's not because of... um, It's because each game on its own has just blown me away to that degree. I mean, GTA 3, this is a... I'm going to try and land the plane quickly on this story because it get, <laughs> get out of hand. But so when I was a little kid, best friend that I grew up with, still friends with him to this day, but we were talking on the phone and, and this is in the nineties. So there's no screens involved in any of this. Right. Was it cordless? Yeah. Uh, yes, it was nice. cordless. Right. Nice. Uh, I, my point just being there is zero way that I could have seen certainly his gameplay, but I couldn't even Google it. That didn't exist. Right. Yeah. So we're on the phone and he's playing this casino game that he rented. And 
he's telling me this crazy story about like how he's lost all his money in the casino and now he's betting like the clothes off his back and like his house and <laughs> like putting and we're like eight years old to be clear and he's telling me how he's putting all this crazy stuff on the line and i'm just like wow that is wild i had no idea that a casino game was ever that interesting right well it and then he and then eventually he loses everything and gets thrown out into the street naked and the mob beats him up or i mean it's just this crazy story and i'm just completely on the edge of my seat the whole time and then he gets to the end and he's like yeah i just made that all up it's a Aww. it is a casino game that he was playing he right. had that but it's just literally but you guys are like eight it's the 90s casino. so there's no there's no yeah. game like that <laughs> right and so the reason i tell that story is because then fast forward to 2001 and we're in high school and same thing i'm on the phone with him and there was internet, but like Google wasn't Google still even like a dog pile, dog pile. right? Alta Vista and stuff. Yeah. I mean, Google existed, but yeah. Right. But, but dog pile included Google. So, right. Why not? Yeah. Anyway. Um, so he's, I'm on the phone with him and he's telling me how he's playing Grand Theft Auto three. And he's like, yeah, I got into a taxi cab that I stole from the cab driver and then picked a couple people up for fares and then ran into some gang members. And so then we got in a shootout and then the cops came and then I grabbed the cop's gun and stole his car. And then we were off. And I was like, man, I just don't, I just don't believe that. I heard like, this story doesn't... before. Yeah. It, okay. it ends with, I made this all up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But no, it turns out that that was just actually all true gameplay of Grand Theft Auto three. That's fair. So my mind was just completely blown by GTA three and just the range, the range of possibilities uh, that you could have in it. Um, and Vice City, I guess, maybe didn't blow my mind as much because it was really more of the same of GTA three. It was like a more refined GTA three. Right. But then you get into San Andreas and yeah, San Andreas just has it is probably the deepest third person action game rpg that i've ever played um which that's not what it's billed as at all as all but uh, right but that's what it is um because not only like so each car type that you can drive has its own skill tree with it or not really skill tree but xp bar and, and progression path every weapon type does and so like with each vehicle type like motorcycle bicycle you know car truck whatever if you once you get them to the max level, you unlock a new perk basically for them. So like with motorcycles, it's really hard to get knocked off the bike, making it comically impossible almost to get knocked <laughs> right. off your bike. Okay. Um, with pistols, once you get your pistol skill all the way to the max, you can dual wield pistols. Nice. Right. Uh, and and so there's just stuff like that for for all of the different weapons and, and vehicles. But your character, you also manage their weight and like whether they're overweight, whether they're skinny, whether they're muscular what kind of cardio shape there. I mean, it's insane the level of detail that you are actually managing. And when do they poop? You know, what's on their, what's on their daily schedule? Like, almost, almost. Yeah. Almost a, a sim. They have level. enough fiber this week. Like, right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just really impressive. And then GTA four completely blown away. And I don't mean to just keep going without you talking anymore, but no, no, you're fine. I, of um, the episodes that I've gone on, you're fine. <laughs> But GTA five, um, same thing. Like it, it just, it introduces three protagonists simultaneously, which I've never seen in any game 
in the way that they do it where like you can be playing as one character and then with the press of a button switch to another character and it keeps the other two characters whichever two you're not playing actively doing stuff in the city so you jump in and they're just like on their own adventure as an npc and you just assume them in real time so they're not like always at the hideout or whatever right it makes me kind of think of like secret of mana only on a a grand scale which i don't know did you ever play through secret of mana i did not it's actually a really good game um very solid but you can control all three characters and they're all on the screen at any time and you can hot swap between them but they will be controlled by an ai when you're not they're just not in a city it's all on one uh i see so i see um but yeah, the combat is all real time instead of the turn-based JRPGs of the kind of that era. Um, but yeah, so so three characters all at the same time. You love it. Um, I was just really impressed by it. It just allows for a, especially in a single-player situation, it allows for a um, narrative experience that's just and and this is coming from the guy who just what two episodes went on this huge rant about how i don't care about story and gaming (laughs) um but this is why and this is an exact example of of why gta is so great and why i don't care about most is that it's because i've just seen it before a lot of the times and when it comes to um yeah when it comes to, to gta 5 like i've just never seen a story told through three different characters perspectives who aren't all they're not all brothers like one's like right. a mob boss with a family one's like a young up-and-coming guy the other one's like a meth head that, that junkie crazy guy who's just right. psycho and violent unnecessarily um and yeah i mean gta actually is one of the few times so so there's a game totally unrelated to this genre but there's a game called prison architect that you had claimed that you didn't want to claim it sounds bad originally argued your position because i don't mean that it's not honest or something um but anyway your position was that like i just don't know if i really want to play a game where i micromanage a prison like it's a fun thing i'm i'm pretty against the prison industry combat the prison industrial complex as a whole and like profiting off of that yeah so uh, a management sim game where the goal is to profit off of like even as i give it credit for being inventive and like if it just threw like a fantasy layer over it or something like so we could pretend that this wasn't the crazy world that we live in right now like <laughs> it'd sure. be easier for me to play if they were orcs you know yeah um that's fair but well anyway <laughs> i have other things to say but i don't want to completely do no, right 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 minor point the point just being that like there's some like internal feeling of like man i don't know how comfortable i am with that well spoiler alert gta 5 came out in 2013 so i don't feel too bad about spoiling anything for a seven-year-old game but in gta 5 there's a, a scene where you have to basically torture a guy um like you capture this dude and he's tied up in a basement and you've got different tools like a like a car battery with a wire hooked up to it that you hit him with or like i think you hit him with a bat i think you can grab him with pliers i mean it's actually really dark and it's it's one of the only times in gaming where i you know i always talk about how you know if i cry at a game that's very rare and very significant well 
I would say maybe even more significant is that I would actually feel morally uncomfortable with an element of a game, especially of all games to do that. Grand Theft Auto, right. which is like the epitome of... <laughs> like, there are no morals. We're all corrupt humans. Right, right. But I don't know. Like, it just... It it actually was like... Because, you, I mean, the options that you have are, you know, like you press a different face button to select a different torture utensil. Right. Torture the guy with. And I don't know. I just felt very uncomfortable. There's not a don't do it button. Right. Like, exactly. there's no option to not. It's like... Right, right. Um... Now, I, I mean, when I replayed through it another time, it, it didn't bother me as much the second time, which maybe way there. Yeah. And I talked to other people and they weren't affected that way by it. So I might have just been in a certain mood that day that, you know, where I was. I'd be able I mean, to be it's still with. in a time when you like not necessarily that you connect with every character that you play as. And I know I tend to do that more than you, but still just you're you're engrossed in the situation and being presented in a situation where you kind of have to pick something for the story's sake, but you don't want, you don't think that the character should have to play that way. Right. right? Like, and that's, that's one of those things that, I mean, it always, it always came back to, at least for a long while, was my argument about why D&D was better than any other video game ever, was just because you never got into that position, right? Like, there was yeah. always a way that you could choose your way out, and... I will say that to, in, in Grand Theft Auto's defense, like unlike even a game like maybe Half-Life, for example, which I know that's super old, but whatever, a game where where you are a character, but there's very little to actually build the develop that character at all. Like, right. yeah, you're Gordon Freeman when you play Half-Life, but only because they tell you. And right. You wouldn't people. know otherwise, and you wouldn't have any attachment to it otherwise, because you're attached to the scenario, not to the character. Well, and that's what I was going to say is with with GTA, like you're not creating a character from scratch. And in, in GTA five, it's certainly three characters. Um, but the characters, I mean, it's kind of, it would be kind of like like being like in a movie. I wish that a certain scene didn't happen, which I right. personally at least don't find myself saying that. Like I might think a, a scene in a movie is stupid, but it's kind of like telling the story of what happened versus me right right no, i get story. where you're going Does that makes sense yeah 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 i just I, I mean even in a, even in a situation where the character is developed like i still even in books like i've i've talked with you recently about the book series that i'm reading that i keep having trouble with because i'm like there are just times where i'm like the main character wouldn't do that like mm -hmm. they've they've already established a pattern and they've already learned these lessons so it would make sense that they would just do the right thing instead of willfully not doing that and it's like it's those moments where I will get mad at a book just as equally as I would get mad at not being able to control a character in the game. But I mean, there's also, if the character is developed in the right way, which I'm sure it kind of sounds like it is in this situation, like the character would do the torturing. It kind of oh, sounds like, yeah, that's what I mean. That's, and that's right. What I mean. like, so as a former mob boss, one guy is like a car stealer. I don't think he deals drugs. I think he mostly just boosts cars, but whatever willing to be violent and the other character the third character trevor who's the psychopath of the game um <laughs> i mean which is funny that i was bothered by the torture scene because the way that trevor is introduced is one of my favorite <laughs> opening scenes for a character in any game that i've ever played so michael and franklin the two of the three characters you're introduced to very quickly in the game um 
the third one, Trevor, it takes a couple hours probably before you, you get introduced to him and, and have the ability to kind of rotate between all three. So the way the Trevor scene opens is you walk, you go to some rural area and, and, and it's kind of just following the camera, like a, like a movie scene or something. You're not a character. Right. So it goes into the trailer that he lives in and he is having sex with a woman in the trailer with his pants down around his ankles. <laughs> Which is so hilarious because in San Andreas, the whole the whole like controversy that went to Congress was the hot coffee thing, right? Because it like had a a you had to like hack it basically to access the scene, right? And now you come into uh, GTA Five, and just the introduction to a character is explicitly, you know, a sex scene like that, um, right? Anyway, um, so so that so that character's having so Trevor's having sex with this woman in his trailer, and as that happens, a biker shows up. Well, the biker is the playable character from the biker DLC of Grand Theft Auto Four. Okay, so you haven't seen this character since GTA four. Normally the GTA games don't really. Yeah. I was going to make that comment about how it's a little bit easier to rebuild the narrative. Like there are some games that stand alone on their own, like the fallout series. So saying a favorite yeah. series with something like halo can be a little bit more biased. Cause maybe you just like certain characters or interactions. Right. Whereas grand theft auto as a series are for the most part, not interconnected games. Correct. And that's, that's largely true of GTA five, except for that one character does show up at the trailer. Well, it turns out that the girl who Trevor, the playable character from GTA five, the girl who Trevor's having sex with is the biker's girlfriend. Oh, so the biker gets super mad and Trevor and him like step outside and start going back and forth. And Trevor ends up sucker punching the dude knocks him down and then literally just stomps his head in with his heel. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie. Drive. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nope. We're good. There's an elevator scene in that where that kind of happens. We don't need to, or American history X kind of same thing. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't really show it as much though. Well, well great because that's bad enough for me. So anyway, like the torture scene would be bad enough for me if it was just an FMV and I had zero control. And if I had like, I'd probably right. just mash the keypad with my palm and <laughs> wait for noises to stop. Like, but I mean, I just I couldn't believe that they like a that, that a character is being introduced this way and B that they, he is blatantly murdering not just a character from one of the other GT games, but the character you play as in a DLC. You had to pay extra. <laughs> Correct. Because GTA 4 had two DLCs. It had the biker gang one and then like the New York nightclub one or whatever. Um and yeah, it's definitely just Johnny, the guy from the, the biker gang one, The Lost, I think it's called. Um, yeah, and again, I get that maybe I have weird sensibilities <laughs> that that would appeal to me. Um, I just, I don't know. I just, I love it because I love how dark it is. And I love how, I love how on the one hand GTA, like I think GTA does this really masterful thing, which I don't mean to take a shot at Saints Row because I think they're different flavors. <laughs> But whereas Saints Row comedy is all very, like, tongue-in-cheek, Grand Theft Auto has that, too. Like, Grand Theft Auto has beer commercials for Pisswasser, right. which is a Budweiser joke, right? Or whatever, Coors, or whatever brand you want to pick. 
so gta has some really cheeky dumb humor in it that's like very like ah, ah. but then at the same time manages to to in my opinion at least achieve holding that in one hand while holding this really dark Scorsese, you know, casino or the departed level of seriousness all at one time. Yeah. And I, no, I mean, I get that. I, I don't think that they're mutually exclusive. I think that Saints Row excludes it just because in some ways they lean into the gaminess, like the video, like not saying that, Sure. That GTA is not a good video game. Like we've argued, it has objectively one of the best tennis games, or possibly the best tennis game out there. So, like, I'm telling you, that it's a good game and it has good game structures and game mechanics. But you know, and, and like I said, they're not mutually exclusive. I think that that the Saints Row just kind of leaned further into the game aspect of it. Right. In in that, like, they make fun of video games because. I, we will also be spoiling Saints Row 4 as well. It is also an yeah. older game. Like, you're in a game world inside the game. So you're, like, in the Matrix right. kind of thing. And so they poke fun at video games constantly while also providing... It, arguably, there's a ton of different... Like, there are more required games for you to play through, at least as far as the story is concerned. But there's a bunch of games... There's, like, a, 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 a version of, like, the old... Uh, green screen kind of battle tank game there's mm. there's something that in between tron and that there's a game world that you play through where there's kind of a light cycle and stuff there's a side there's a full side scrolling beat em up game just in there there's a full text based pixel adventure game in there that's just you know mm -hmm. you don't have to like it's kind of hard to screw up because you can kind of replay all your options but it's still a choose your own adventure game just kind of built in so Right. I just mean to say that, like, I, I, I think that I'm sure that if they wanted to, they could pull off Dark and Gritty, and that world could be just as, I think that you could have a Saints Row game that could be a, a serious game and have it work. Um, but I think that they just kind of did away with that, and I think I preferred that, personally. Because I, as we've talked many times, like, my when I go for entertainment, whether it be a book or music or video games or movies or comics or anything, I go for stuff that is as far away. I don't read graphic novels set in present day. It, I go for as far outside of reality as I can. Cause I don't want to hear about modern day politics. I want to hear about space aliens and robots fighting demons. Like let's bring it on, you sure. know? And, and yeah. so I, I just tend to shy away from like, realistic stories like they can be great but like e even if they're fantastical in the sense that it's probably not going to happen i just like i can see where it's good content and i don't say that it's not that it's objectively bad like the taken series like or at least just the first one good movie great movie not my kind of movie like i can say that it's a good movie but i also don't like it uh yeah so to be clear everything you said makes sense I and I realized it was just completely drawn out of a hat. I only take umbrage with the Taken comparison because Taken isn't really actually that good. Like it's very popular, but I would say a better comparison to like an action movie in that way would be like John Wick. Like maybe you wouldn't right. be interested in watching John Wick because it's, you know, kind of modern and realistic in that way, but John Wick is like is actually just a great 
just a, re- a very good movie where he's taking right. yeah and the re- only reason i do that isn't to, to criticize your your movie whatever i also don't like most rom-coms not because they're not funny i think that they're usually some of them can be done fairly well but just because right. it's not i just say that because it's not it, it's fair to compare grand theft auto to john wick because they're both top of class it's not fair to compare grand theft auto to oh, okay so that's what you take that's Offended that's right. That's why I had to jump uh, in. It's my favorite. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I mean, my God, how much more could I possibly say that I like it? I, it's literally my favorite video game series of all time. I also don't really like the Godfather game. series. So there. I don't either. I don't okay. Either. Yeah, I don't either. Um, anyway, nor, honestly, all of these Scorsese movies in general, I find kind of where I do like The Departed quite a bit, but like Casino and uh, wow, I can't even remember what the, Goodfellas like the two most popular Scorsese movies, probably. I mean, they're good, but I, they, I, I mean, can't watch them over and over. It's again. not that I can't watch a modern day. Like I do love some, movie, like I like snatch snatch is a good movie. Um, so it, I, there are some movies and books and other types of entertainment set in modern day stuff that I can enjoy. But... So snatch is a really great example. Actually, that might be, that might be the best movie comparison better than the Scorsese movies because the Scorsese movies are just pretty serious. Um, Snatch pulls off that comedy, serious comedy, serious. Right. Well, it's Guy Ritchie, right? The guy who directs those. So and all of his movies are kind of that way. And I think that that is a more fair comparison to what GTA is like, where like Snatch has a dude who feeds guys to pigs, which is like, wow, that's insanely dark. And a dog that swallows a squeaky toy. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and exactly. squeaks every time it barks. <laughs> yeah, and I think that GTA kind of follows that same line. Like I I honestly just think it's I don't I don't know if it's Dan or Sam or both, but there's the Hauser brothers that run Rockstar North and are the the lead writers and they it's it's unfortunate. I mean, it's great for me that they make video games because they've made again my favorite video game series. Um if those guys wrote movies instead, they would be critically acclaimed Oscar winning directors. Right. Um, their screenplays that, which is really what GTA, the GTA series has become, especially starting in three or excuse me in San Andreas, <laughs> the third right. 3d one. Um, it, yeah, it's just remarkable. I mean, they showed one time they showed just a, a picture. So it's obviously very non-scientific, but just a picture of a stack of paper it was the size of the script of Grand Theft Auto 3, the first GTA 3D game. And it's like this big. Right. And then they showed next to that on the same desk, the script for GTA 4, which is like a quarter of the size of GTA 5. And it's like, you know, like Jeez. this. Like, I mean, it's enormous how much more has gone into these games. And every game, I just feel like they set a new a new standard every time. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's it's impressive. And, and to be fair, I think that saints row four, while not as popular as grand theft auto, I do think that saints row four, I'm surprised there hasn't been a five because I feel yes. like saints row four set a new standard for that series. Like I think well, it was it sold pretty well too. It, it, it wasn't like a sleeper. I may not have gone gangbusters, but it, it wasn't a like, it, it was pretty popular when it came out and it had decent additions and I'm pretty sure the yeah. numbers were all right. Yeah, I think that, well, I think what happened was that company that makes it deep, deep silver, at least as the publisher, I don't know about the, the actual developer, but um, 
I know that they did another game that is kind of it's been compared. It's people say it's like if Overwatch was a single player game. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, I want to say Agents of Shield, but that's not right because that's the Marvel thing. Uh, I'm gonna have to Google it here. <laughs> anyway, my point just being, I think they tried to take the Saints Row stuff and kind of put it into a different, a different IP. Right, and it didn't work. I think it's definitely a combination of like, I don't think Saints Row 4 would have been as good a game now, even though I don't know these characters from what I can get from Saints Row 4, which is a fair amount. I feel there's quite a bit of character revelation and they go into the histories of everybody and give you a quick rundown of everyone that you may or may not know. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like it wouldn't that even that game, if there were different characters, wouldn't have worked as well. And I feel like that gameplay wouldn't have worked if those characters weren't in it. Like, like it is a really good mishmash of like, it does hearken a lot to prototype, which we also should get into, but there's, there's a lot of the mechanics that I think if, if they tried to take it any more seriously, I wouldn't have enjoyed, or if they made it any wilder, I wouldn't have enjoyed. Right. Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. it was, they, they ran a fine line, but I, for the most part, I feel like they did it well um, in pulling off kind of both sides of that. So it, 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 I could see where putting like taking that skeleton or engine or whatever and putting a different face on it probably wouldn't have worked as well unless it was like a superhero game. But even then, that style had been done enough. And I, I think only Ubisoft carried on the, the torch bearing flag of climb towers and get map fragments, like as far as open world type um, kind of collectible and the mini game kind of right. scenario, just infinite stuff on the map, like too much stuff on the map. Um, I feel like Saints Row had, it, it kind of forced you through enough of it on your way through the main story that you, you got a good feeling for everything and left other stuff open if you wanted it but also didn't force you to go collect everything to like the main story you could constantly keep going through. Right. Right. Um, yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, the, so the game that I was thinking of is called agents of mayhem. Ah, uh, okay. And yeah, actually you basically, it is basically your superheroes. I mean, they're called super agents, Yeah, but it's basically, it is. I could see that. And I could right? see that kind of, I can see where that's just been played out some and making a superhero game is kind of hard to do unless you're either studio of heroes or Marvel or DC. DC's got some good games too, but if you're outside of that area, like it's hard to, to kind of lift in a superhero game like that. Yeah. It's also a single player game, which um, the truth is, is that most really big successful titles that have come out in the last I don't know, five years have not been single player games. Right. Regardless of their quality. I mean, there's unless, you know, like, unless you're Sony, that's about the only <laughs> exception to that rule. It is, but even but but even then, like even where like I think God of War and um Horizon Zero Dawn or yep. the new Spider Man. Right. They're they're definitely popular, but they have not set the gaming news world on fire in the right. way that Fortnite or Apex or PUBG or you know that's fair. Basically, just arena <laughs> battle <laughs> arena. Um, 
but yeah so um so i don't know i i I feel like i'm rambling about gta at this point but gta 5 is it's a game that i i think that if someone loves video games you should absolutely play it um it it's just it does stuff that is not done in any other any other game that, that at least when it came out now maybe things have, have happened since then that i'm just not aware of that's certainly well awesome. and and we've kind of spoken we haven't brought it up but uh gta online or the the grand theft auto online yeah uh, not a big fan of but not because it's not a good game but because of rampant hacking yeah so there's a couple problems i have with gta online although i actually kind of want to try it again especially if i can get three others which i know one to two others that i think are pretty certain might be able to find a fourth but so gta online on pc does have rampant hacking um so the way it works is you drop into an instanced version of the game map and there's like up to 16 people i think in any instance okay and you just, my experience was I was constantly getting put in with people who were just blatantly cheating. I mean, and they, not like they got a good shot on me and I didn't, don't know, like literally their car teleports to me. They get out, blow me up with a rocket launcher, fly away in the car. Right. And type things in chat to brag about the fact they're cheating. They don't care. Right. Um, so that is a problem. However, that's not actually the main gameplay of GTA Online. So in GTA Online you're basically trying to build a criminal empire. So you start out as a low level dude, but you can like, you can buy a car and then that car is always yours to summon and you can upgrade the car. You can buy weapons and those weapons will always be accessible to you. And then you can run missions. So there are just standard missions that the game came with. And then it actually allows you to eventually you can buy, like you can buy different properties. So you can eventually buy like a high rise apartment, yeah, just a high-rise apartment. Right. And from that, like once you get to that or, or bigger, you can actually start your own criminal company where you can stage multiple tier missions where say you want to rob a bank. Well, to rob the bank, you're going to need an armored car. You're going to need a helicopter. You're going to need X amount of firearms and explosives and whatever you know things you can think of. Right. So the way the game will then structure it is you will have like, let's say the main mission is rob the bank, but then you'll have like three or four and maybe more other missions that are like the mission of you guys going and stealing the armored car and nice. securing it. Kind of Ocean's Eleven style. Right. You know? Acquiring the helicopter, getting the explosives, knocking out the power. Right, right. <laughs> and then it all executes at the end. Well, the thing is, is you don't have to play through those missions yourself. You can, as the CEO actually just have other players play that mission that's kind of cool yes and you have to bankroll the whole thing but potentially you're bankrolling them but then when the robbery happens you're the one getting the big payout right you're just paying other people as henchmen maybe Hmm. um but you can get huge bases that are like huge underground complexes again aircraft tanks like all sorts of stuff you can get and if you had four people, because the missions are, are four people size, if you had a group of four to run with, I think it would be a ton of fun. The other problem, though, that I have run into is I don't have four. And so then what happens is the game becomes loading screen simulator because you open your phone, you find an active mission, you go to join the mission. If you're me, you're a noob, so no one wants to play with you. 
that's random. So right. you get in the lobby. They then kick you back out of the lobby. That then kicks you back to the screen where right. now you have and they're loading and again, yeah, yeah, and it's just over and over and over again. So, um, yeah, I don't know, a little disappointing, but GTA Online is why GTA Six, I think, was only recently announced as like kind of in rumors just last week, I believe. Right. Um, but but they've just found. I mean, they monetize GTA Five online a lot. Yes, and... there's a lot to it. Right. So, and they've, well, and, and people continue to play it and they've continued to sell things. So, I mean, there's an audience there. Right. For sure. So, I don't mean to, to act like. No, I'm not trying to disparage it either. Like, yeah. But, um, but yeah, very interesting. I mean, GTA 4 was the first GTA to have online multiplayer. And then it was more just a series of mini games. There wasn't an overarching thing where you're right. building up the character for a long time and, and these integrated missions. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Really, really cool. Really, really cool. A lot of stuff that they're doing. And Red Dead Redemption is the most recent game from Rockstar. Right. North, so. they, they've been following that quite a bit and, and adding quite yeah. a bit to that. So that's fair. Yeah, lessons from GTA kind of mm-hmm. pulled it to, to Red Dead, I should say. So there's there's two other things that I want to go through on Saints Row that I found, um, you know, incredibly interesting, which is just that, like, it, it, it scratched a couple of itches. One was, um, so it, it did a few things, at least enough of a few different things that I found almost entirely like uh, my feeling of, um, or, or at least my need, my want, my desire to play certain other games, all kind of quelmed by this one game. And um, that was... So first and foremost, it has an extensive character creation. Um, And and you have a lot of depth in kind of like you said, there's there's like your uh, athletic your athleticism. Uh, You can be, you know, fat, thin, skinny, athletic, whatever, but really extensive to the point where like in almost like a. I don't a lot of other highly customizable games you can adjust brow length and depth and forehead width and height and spacing and there's a hundred hairstyles and colors and skin color all the way into like alien like blue and stuff because since it's mostly in the video game world although even in the cutscenes you'll still be blue they just don't care they let you make whatever you want so really good character customization um which I just love. And in, in game you get, it's not a lot of experience, but you get experience points for buying new clothes and outfits and stuff. And you can buy anything from like awesome, like just suit and tie or gangster outfit or raver or whatever. And all these individual pieces of clothes, or you can buy, you know, like uh, uh, mascots or bunny outfits or whatever. And so there's there's a lot of and all of them, again, come with a little bit of an XP boost. So it's kind of fun. You could save the outfits and they they used to have a sharing component. That online section is no longer there, mm. um, but there it used to exist. So that was one big itch is like, ah, I finally customized. I got my Sims itch out, right? Like I got right. to go shopping and it's actually it's just fun to like, 
I'm going to pick a different outfit to kick butt in like and right. and also be a superhero in because it's essentially superhero time. You can run super fast and knock over cars and throw things with your mind and essentially fly like it's, right. so it's just kind of that's fun. I like that. And then on top of that, there, which is only really used for the first I don't know, 45 minutes of gameplay or so, maybe an hour if you don't do the side quest. There's a very early side quest that you get like infinite running and it's faster than in a car. But they have the whole vehicle stealing and getting into cars mechanic that you would see in like a GTA game. And on top of that, every car that you steal, you can save into your phone and call a car digitally and it'll just be constructed in front of you because it's a simulation. But there's also like a workshop that you could take the car and get it repaired. You can change the tires and the like the wheel depth of the hubs, what they're made out of, whether they're plastic or metal rims, the paint job, the decals. You can upgrade the engine and the torque, the suspension. You can add nitrous. It literally just has all of Need for Speed Underground 2 as like a throwaway mechanic that is almost not even necessary outside of a couple of specific missions that they pretty much give you the vehicle that you need anyway. And when you get the flying alien spaceship, you're only ever going to call that in. Cause why would you drive when you could just right. fly a spaceship and you could summon it anywhere and it doesn't matter if it explodes, you just instantly summon another one. So like there's all of this gameplay uh, and like I said, it it I Need for Speed Underground Two is by and far my favorite of the like racing style games and car customization games. And I always like there have been other Need for Speeds, but there's there's not been a Need for Speed Underground Three, which I I feel like it just needs to happen. I would love that game. Um, but yeah, so it, it really scratched that itch as well because if I just wanted to. I could just hop in a car and and there's missions that come up kind of like in GTA where there's like hostage scenario where you have to stay above a certain speed. Otherwise, the hostage will jump out of the car. Mm. So you got to like stay above a certain speed and get out of the cop range or whatever. And then you can let them out and they're fine. But um, so there's like little missions like that that you can get when you're in the vehicle to kind of like GTA has. Um, but yeah, and it's just like in gta it's a pretty necessary mechanic like driving around you're just gonna get places faster than running or riding a bicycle or you know right but in saints row you get super speed and mega jump like right out the gate and cars aren't you don't need you're just jumping over buildings in a straight line but the minute you hop into a car your gps will automatically show like the the turns you should take and they'll even be kind of holographic arrows to help you out and stuff. Whereas if you're out of a car, it just shows you a straight shot to your destination because it expects you to jump over buildings. Right. But it, it, the fact that it was able to it have a funny enough storyline, I think I got a, a good 20, 25 hours. I only did a few side missions. Some fun side games, like they definitely lean into, hey, blowing stuff up in a tank is fun. Here's a mission where to get a side mission or not even just like the mini game missions where to get gold in the mission, you have to do $2 million worth of damage in a tank. Like, great. Thank I thank you. I can right. play that and I don't need to be forced in the story with it or whatever. There's a mech version of that and an alien spaceship version of that. So it's like a little bit of that um, destroy all humans kind of feel 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that it, the itch of like prototype where you're a superhero, you have telekinesis, you have elemental powers, you could throw fireballs and ice blasts and ground stomps and like you could pick up cars with your mind and throw them at things and set your bullets on fire and whatever. Like it just is a good mix of half a dozen games. And, and while it's probably doesn't do any of them as much, like it's not like it has the racing from need for speed underground, but it has everything else. And that's all I really care about anyway. So I'm usually not that great at the racing part to begin with. So well, no, it's funny that you bring that up. So one game that I sampled over the weekend is called Need for Speed Heat, um, which I think is one of the latest Need for Speed games. I have it on Origin Access. Um, EA game, I know. Yeah, I, know. I know. That's my only pro- my other problem. I almost, I almost actually prodded you. I'm completely departure now. I almost prodded you over the weekend to buy the Mass Effect 3, or excuse me, just the Mass Effect trilogy, because I think the whole thing was on sale for $10. Oh, on wow. And it's like, oh, come on. Like, it. <laughs> You would love it. Like, it's really good. Um, but at least Mass Effect 3 is... Oh, wait, so maybe it wasn't on Steam. Maybe it was through Origin. Yeah. Because Mass Effect 3 is not on Steam. Mass Effect 1 and 2 are, but to play the third one, you would have to have or- the Origin client. And I, I already know. I already know. I didn't I didn't hit you, you up on it. You can romance your partners on the ship in, in Saints Row, so I've already got all that scratch, too. It's, it's done. Although it's kind of instantly to, like your character just walks up and just like hey do you want to bang and they're like yeah and then jump and then screen fade romance 70s noises and nice yeah <laughs> um there's no story altering and it when you back out it's like it never happened it's good so right yeah um well anyway so the need for speed though so so i was playing that and I, I, to to its credit i didn't play it for very long as with many games um but I was playing it, and I was like, you know, I think I may as well just be playing Grand Theft Auto Five instead, because <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Five car customization is pretty nuts, and as far as a racing game, maybe Need for Speed has some better elements to racing. I don't know. I mean, there are certainly street races and things in GTA, but maybe it's better from Need for Speed. That's fair. Um but after my tennis game revelation, I'm not so sure. Yeah, um, it's fair. But in Need for Speed, in Need for Speed Heat, it's like the the cops are chasing you. So I think right. it's kind of like the. I don't know if that's always the the mo of the Need for Speed game. Most of them. But I know that like hot pursuit and right, Underground yeah. actually had less cops than okay. most of the other games. <laughs> Well, this one is, I think, Heat reference, uh, Need for Speed Heat. The Heat, I think, references Right, police. so does Hot Pursuit, which is... Right, right. Um, but yeah, like, I got... So I, I, I'm driving down the road. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not racing, because you just drive through an open world, two right. different races. And on the minimap, I see a little cop coming towards me, but I don't avoid it, because I'm not doing anything wrong. Right. Nope, as soon as it sees me, it triggers. Now I have this mini game where I have to escape mm. the cop which is exactly how GTA right. works, except that in GTA, they won't pull you over if you're not doing anything. Right. Yeah, wrong. if you stop at the stoplight and you don't run over a pedestrian, you're fine. Right. And in GTA, I could get out of the car and shoot the cop in the face. <laughs> not that I advocate that in real life in GTA. Right. 
But anyway, but you could you could stop your pursuer in a variety of ways. Let's say that. Yeah. And in Need for Speed, like you can't get out of the car. You just right. have to try and it's out drive half of them. a game. Yeah, I mean that is kind of how I felt. Was like, you know, why would I? Why would I want to play something where I can't get out of the car now? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I want to. I want to get a grenade out. Maybe I want to just drop grenades out the window as I drive. Right. And, and get rid of the cop. That or way. just jump over this barrier so the cop has to go the long way around, and you can hop off the highway and grab a different or, car or yeah this was gonna say pull over in the middle of the highway run over the center line get in a different car and take off the other yeah. way and i don't know um so yeah my my point with sharing all of that was just that i also uh felt like my open world game of choice uh kind of superseded any reason to play a racing game mm-hmm. so <laughs> at nope. least at least an arcadey one right yeah no i 100 percent agree and it, it's got better music both gta and uh saints row great music selection of actual music so it like need for speed underground which introduced me to several new artists uh saints row did back when i first played it as well that are now i'm very familiar with so hearing them i was like oh yeah that's where i heard this one from like hey i mean honestly gta 5 got me back into what i call pop rap music um I used to listen to rap a ton as a kid and, you know, early 20s ish and then went away from it and really only liked old old school rap. And then GTA five actually yeah put me onto some new stuff. And I listen to a lot of new rap now as a direct result of that <laughs> one feature that's really cool in GTA on PC that they've they've had at least in San Andreas, maybe earlier even. But that is if you're on PC, you could actually put in your own playlist so then one of the radio stations you can toggle to is just your own which is awesome except call me crazy when's the last time you bought a new album of that's fair i was gonna say like it's it's easier just to hide the game volume of music and just stream something it is but it's but it is cool in gta if you can get it integrated because then it only happens when you're in the car Mm. And it shuts off when you get out of the car. And I don't know, just kind of adds that level of immersion. Right. But yeah, I need it to be able to sync up with my Spotify account. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which actually we use Google Music. So it's even more obscure mm-hmm. than Spotify. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, the last new album I bought was Tool. And that's only because Tool is like the GTA of music for me. Right. And yeah, otherwise, I don't remember the last time I bought an album. Legit. I mean, I've, I've bought a couple. Years. They've been obscure band camp things though mm. like shout out to dolls of new Amp albion like and there you go yeah but yeah no i it, it, saints row has a thing where you can like select which you can make a custom radio station from the radio stations that are already there and turn on mm. and off certain songs so you That's can cool. make your own like playlist but yeah I, I don't think it has if it has any other music integration i i wasn't aware didn't care talking, talking about the the character creation though that was one thing that i was actually really impressed with in it as well whenever i um played saints Row four very briefly i made a guy who had like metallic like a metallic mm-hmm. sheen to his skin and was kind of a darker green so kind of hulkish because it's muscle boundy right. green person but metallic which was totally unique like i'd never seen a game that let me play as something that looks like it has robot skin, but is not a robot. Right. Um, and then, yeah, like the super jump stuff, like you said, 
Well, I, it it's, does. To, to stay on the the character creation, it, it does. So the one thing that I was thinking about that it also does is there is three plus full recordings of all of the vocal audio for the main character mm. because there's male, female. Uh, no, I think there's three of each. I think there's three male, three female, and then Johnny. Um, and then with each of the male and female style voices, you can pitch them up or down. Now, mm. it bothers me because I can tell when something's been pitch shifted even a little bit. But if you pitch shift just a little bit, you can actually get a lot of variance if you're not so crazy audiophile. But that's right. just a lot of voice acting to go. Yeah. Like every quest for the main characters, every response for at least three different female, three male, and then one character from the last game kind of thing. Um yeah, that's just a lot of recording to go through. And I think that's pretty unique. Like, so there's a lot of games where there's multiple voice options, like like choices, like Fallout 4 or something, and those are all voiced and whatever. But you could tell that some of them are kind of reused in certain ways, or a character will be like, mm, mm-hmm. Like, great, you record that once and use it 100 times. That's not voice acting. Like, <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's actually impressive to me the amount of games now that do just have voice and how how uncommon it used to be like like world of warcraft now i don't i don't know if every quest giver in modern wow is voiced but a a large percentage of them are voiced right um it's just it and it's interesting now i'm talking about mmos lo and behold ding Going back to Dark Age of Camelot, which is what I've been dabbling in here for the last couple of weeks, which is from 2001, very old school MMO. Um, but like, like I was playing that with with a buddy and he had a, a negative status effect. And so he needs to talk to a NPC to get the status effect removed. Well, in. Um, in something like, wow there's some graphic that happens when, when something like that changes. Like when you get a status effect removed, like the NPC waves its hand at you or like a sparkle goes over something, right. something visually indicates that something is changing. And in DAOC, like it just says it in the chat. It just says like, you've been cured <laughs> in the chat window. And then that scrolls when someone else speaks. And if you're in town, that's just you are talk to the NPC. Right. right. And so it's just, it's so interesting to see like how, and I know that's not related to voice acting, but I guess my my point, the reason that I compare it is just like games used to just rely so much more just, just on text, mm -hmm. you know, and you just see it, not just voice acting. Again, it could be an animation or something that tells you, but, but voice acting is a very clear example of that where like they've tried so much to move away from. Hey, read this. Well, and it's and it's one thing to do it in like an, a, a cut scene or a video or something, which is still that's fine. And that's something that's more kind of classical, but yeah. it is so much more to do it in. And, and I think it's interesting because it's on the rise now that a lot of people are getting more interested in knowing and following certain voice actors and maybe playing a game just because of voice actor. Um, I almost played, wanted to play Gears of War 5 just because Laura Bailey's in it. <laughs> but um, but that's become a lot more of a popular thing. And it's also highly likely to be on its way out very soon because 
AI voices have come such a long way. And you could just make, you could put any amount of language in them and have them voice act everything in your game, you know? And then there's almost no, but then voice acting could be live generated for very weird situations or like we're on the cusp of some weird AI stuff soon. And I'm really excited about some of that, but. um, Do do you know who, again, departure of it, but do you know who Kamel Nanjani is? That sounds super familiar. He's a he's a I guess Pakistani American actor. Um, I'm trying to look and see what he's been in that you would remember easily, perhaps, or that you would have seen e- easily. Um, I mean, the movie that I know of that he's most famous for, which I've not actually seen it, but is called The Big Sick, um, which he wrote and directed. But anyway, if you if you saw him, you would you would recognize. One second. Sorry about that. No. If you saw him, you would recognize who he is. Um, he has a very distinct voice, though, where he almost has kind of a lisp. Okay. Like it's not a full-on lisp. Well, anyway, in Mass Effect Andromeda, which is the latest Mass Effect game, he voices one of the NPCs. Oh, nice. And the voice is, like, modulated or something so that it right. doesn't sound like him directly. But just his cadence and his lisp, immediately I recognized who, I was like, wait a minute, that's that one dude who's, you know, the actor or whatever. And then immediately went and looked at IMDb. And yeah, sure enough, it's that guy. <laughs> that's awesome. And it actually kind of broke the immersion. Oh, yeah. Because he's not a human in right. He's playing this weird alien. And being able to identify the voice that clearly was like, I even though it's a video game and I know it's not a guy in costume, I couldn't help but to kind of see the alien as just that guy in a costume. It's like if the overmind was Arnold Schwarzenegger or something. Yeah. Or, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, people talk all the time about like how the Matrix movies could have been so different. Like Sean Connery was supposed to be the architect. Right. And Will Smith was supposed to be Neo and whatever. And it's like, I'm so glad that didn't happen. Yeah. Can you imagine if Sean Connery had been the architect? Yeah. Like, it changes that whole. Oh yeah, I couldn't take that, couldn't that. take that room seriously. That's what I mean. I also, like don't cameo. think I could take Will Smith as Neo. I mean, I think I could, but the, Will Smith is kind of like Tom Cruise, where it's like you'd be kind of hard pressed to believe that things weren't going well for him. Yeah, because he's just kind of good at everything. Right. Whereas like Keanu Reeves is very believable as a stupid person because that's how his acting career started was bill and ted's right. you know like <laughs> anyway i don't mean to go off on a major tangent. I just... <laughs> my point was just that it's interesting the prevalence of voice acting and i have been i have now seen an example of where it actually didn't serve to enhance the immersion like i would have rather read the text of that right mass effect alien because then you, know you know could I mean? have whatever it's it's just like when books get translated to movies and you're like yeah that character wasn't long-haired or blue or whatever like it, right. you just always see the characters a little bit differently in your mind and right well so i feel like i keep throwing you off the rails of whatever point you're probably I trying don't to think make, we've but... had many much rails to speak of they're open world games <laughs> hey open world episode <laughs> um so we talked about gta 5 at, at length you've talked about saints row 4 some but something you'd mentioned that i don't think we got too much into yet was games that you feel like were and i don't know if it's because it's literally the same developer or just the gameplay is so similar but that heavily inspired saints row 
which would be like the prototype game. Yeah, well, and you've played both of the prototype games, right? And the game that actually preceded it by, by the same developer, which was uh, the Hulk game for oh, like that's PS2 right. or Xbox. Yeah, I have not played uh, that one, but I did play both uh, prototype games, and I beat yeah. both of them. I beat the first prototype. I did not beat the second That's prototype. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the second one was not as good of a game for many reasons. Yeah. Um, the first one, though, it, it was it was crazy how similar it was to the Hulk game. Like, I wonder if they just lost the rights to the Hulk IP. And so much of what you do in prototype works so well for the Hulk because, like, like with the Hulk, you get an ability to like catch a missile. Like someone literally shoots a missile and you can catch it and throw it back, yep. which I think happens in prototype mm -hmm. as well. And it makes sense based on the lore of prototype, but I don't know. The Hulk is like classic. Right. Yeah. Strong guy. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, super amazing. The way that they did mobility. Yes. Um, in those games. Because it's not like Superman. You're not a web slinger. And the lore is like the virus infected world kind of zombie mutant things. And you're a zombie mutant test subject, super warrior accidentally, but not really whatever. I'm also going right. to be a little rough on the lore because I don't remember all of it, but that's close enough yeah. to the gist that like it's a surprisingly dark game. Yes. For you to play essentially the bad guy as the main character. Mm -hmm. but it's kind of a bad guy in the sense that like Sandman from the Spider-Man movies was a bad guy, but like you have a reason why you're trying to do it. So like there's kind of this honorable thing to your evilness and it's mostly out to get vengeance for them turning you into this, but you're also just a super mutant in the world of now zombie flesh eating super mutant virus time. So like it's, mm -hmm. it's a very strange, but a very dark game. The game gets very serious Mm -hmm. and you do some gruesome stuff in that of course not as violently because again fantasy virus time it can just kind of blah, 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 and guys eaten but it's a uh, it's pretty it's pretty you're gory, kind of though. fueled by blood like your ability to glide is because you like shoot blood out of you and mm -hmm. like it's a yeah it's it's a very dark game and gruesome in, in just its general gameplay respects but right no no torture scenes that i remember <laughs> that's true that's true that's true um but yeah no i well and so what i always remembered of it because yeah you, you kind of mentioned you said superman but so you're not flying like that you and then glide like, well but you also jump yes like you yes jump you have the super, super crazy super jump and then you turn that into a glide mm -hmm. which is how you kind of fly right um but it, but it's it's also I, honestly I hadn't thought about it, but the Batman games kind of do that. Now you don't jump in the Batman games, but you use your I don't know bat hook or whatever, right? And shoot it at something, and then you can pull yourself, and so you you like Zip gain up. speed going up, right? And then turn that into a glide, and then glide. Well, and it, and prototype has the the fast running and the fast jumping have wall running and vertical mm -hmm. wall running. Like yeah, yeah. It, ha it probably has more movement types. Like St. Road does not have, you can unlock a couple of the others, which I didn't do the second time around because my most recent playthrough was my second time playing through the game. Um, but prototype has great movement mechanics from like, it never feels like it's taking you too long to get where you need to go from wall running to gliding to super jumps it also has some kind of 
Metal Gear-esque kind of hiding and sneaking. Like, you're on the run. You're not trying to be found. So it has some moments where it's okay. To, like, you can, I think later in the game, like, copy somebody's looks by, like, absorbing them. So you, like, grab them from behind and just suck them into you, and then you look like them. Um, so you're just murdering them to take their form. But but it's kind of cool because you need to do, you may have to, like, you have to do that where nobody's going to see it happen. So you may have to, like, find an alley and, like, jump out and grab somebody and tuck them into the alley and then absorb them so you could morph into a grandma or whatever. And mm -hmm. then you have to not use your superpowers to blend in. So you have to walk slowly and, you ha and you'll walk around the cops and the military guys and stuff right. and, and get past people. So they, yeah. they balance the need for that. Where, like, in Saints Road, there's never a need for a car again until a specific car mission that they give you a specific car for. No need. But in Prototype, it it reinforces that world where you have to blend in because you are being hunted. And, and yeah. everybody would freak out if they saw a superhero. Like, Saints Row, it's a video game inside a video game everybody's digital anyway it doesn't matter but this mm -hmm. is trying to to play a more realistic storyline so it's like yeah you want to if you if i walked outside and somebody ran 50 miles an hour down the street and ran into a car and it shot off 400 feet into the air like i uh dude call the cops what's going turn on the news like what's happening in the world and how can i get that mm -hmm. um <laughs> Other people mm -hmm. would probably freak out a little bit more than that. Um, depends on if the car hit my house or not. Um, sure. It's going to be the level of freak outedness. But yeah, it, it's just interesting to force that mechanic into the game where without it feeling like the game like neutering you, right? Because there's plenty of games like Metroid series. Like you get to play through the first area with all your cool toys and then, oh, an explosion you lose all your power-ups as they scatter across the world. Like, Well, and it builds it into an interesting, like you described, like an interesting risk-reward system where if you want to use your alien or superhero or mutant or whatever virus-given powers, you can, but you might mess up and end up in a situation where now bad guys are chasing right. you. But you might also be able to figure out a way to do it where... You don't get seen or you only get seen for a little bit of time, but not enough to trigger the alarm. Or maybe you even feel like you can get away from the alarm relatively right. easily. So it kind of it, it's it's just more fun as opposed to like maybe like a giving you like a some sort of meter or something right. that like has to be recharged. Like it doesn't do any of that. It just kind of lets you decide like, well, do you want to go slow and get through this more easily or do you want to try and. You know, kick in the front up, door you know. and... <laughs> right but it's gonna be there's gonna again gonna be more risk right than that. and the combat yeah. is really good in that game as well there's there's kind of fighting styles that allow you to use different augmented abilities from tentacle mm -hmm. whips to giant claws to super armor that like your whole skin's covered mm -hmm. in armor and stuff to like a shield and a sword kind of like arm blade and a shield sort of thing and all of them work differently. Like the the shield allows you to like travel through like traffic and and take tank shots and stuff. But yeah. you're a little bit more exposed. The tentacle can grab things at a distance or like sweep around. I think you can latch onto helicopters and stuff with it. Like yeah. it it does a really and it's got a. I, I actually genuinely like the story. Um, I thought yeah. the story was pretty good for the first one. The second one, 
everything that was good about the first game is bad in the second one. Um, I think it, it does push the story on in an interesting way until the very end, which I didn't like. Um, I would love to see a third prototype. Um, whereas a, a new Need for Speed Underground, I'd be super sad because it would be an EA game and probably therefore both not good and or worth the money. And I would still want to buy it, but then also wouldn't be able to buy it. Uh, I would hope that a prototype could be maybe not. <laughs> so the people that made prototype, I was, that's what I've been Googling here. The people that made prototype is a, it so it was published by Activision, right. um, but developed by radical entertainment, okay. which is also owned by Activision. Um, so there's hope. Radical, um, it's not an EA game. We could get, however, get some active blizzard oh, on there get and then get the blizzard last, to develop it. <laughs> the last thing they made was prototype. Two. And then since then, they were relegated to being a support team for Bungie for Destiny. And Bungie's no longer part of Activision, so... Yeah, I'm sure know. Activision owns the rights to that one, though. Like True. Which means they true. could get Blizzard to develop it, and then we could have another cool Blizzard game. <laughs> Blend it with StarCraft Ghost. Right. Starcraft take all the, let's take all the StarCraft Ghost stuff and just replace mm -hmm. it with Prototype. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Proto Ghost 3. Yep. I love it. There we go. Um... But yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that I remember when Prototype came out, it was interesting because there was another open world game that was kind of similar called Infamous. Okay, yeah. But it was a PlayStation 3 exclusive. Yeah. Um, was, Prototype, of, was Prototype Xbox exclusive? No. Okay. Um, so it's cross it wasn't. It was. At least eventually it was. I don't know if maybe at launch it was. Well, let's see. No, it was launched in uh, in J June 9th of 2009 for PS3 and 360. Nice. So for both. Um, but, it, and so Prototype, there was a lot of, um, I don't know, media attention to it because it and Infamous were seen in this similar way where you're playing as kind of this like bad boy protagonist and there's a lot of magical it's not magic and prototype, right. but whatever, supernatural elements to it. But it was, they're both new IPs, mm -hmm. right? Like they're not pulling off superhero stuff. They're not existing game right. worlds even. They're both brand new. Um, I don't know. I mean, Infamous continued to be made for PlayStation. I think there maybe even is a Infamous for PlayStation 4 that came yep. out. Um, I also heard that was terrible, but I didn't yeah. play it, so... The first one was supposed to be cool, but I also I didn't have a PlayStation Three, so never, never actually ended up checking it out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I would agree with you. It'd be cool to see a new prototype game, especially, you know, maybe after being dormant for a while, maybe they could kind of have a just reboot, just redo Prototype One. You know what I mean? Like, well, and there's don't continue it from two. I, exactly. Yeah. Or I mean, I'd be fine with a redo. I'd be fine with. 20 years in the future or something or some other part of the globe during the same time or like what deus ex did though where like it's just, just a whole new game that's what i mean right. by re when i'm yeah. not a remaster of prototype one but just literally like let's take the same general ideas and then just make a different game right use the same branding because it already exists and whatever and that that's fine i mean there, there's rumors that parasite eve might get that kind of treatment too so i don't think i know that oh. one interesting okay <laughs> uh i believe it's square enix uh mm. game from i don't want to give there i think there's 
one or two. There might only be one. I'm going to get out of my element on that one because I also never beat it, but I had a couple of friends that spoke very highly of it. And I always kind of, it was one of those games that I always wanted to play and never got to. Um, right. was Parasite Eve. But. Yeah, I know it's incredible that those games can still exist in the day of Humble Bundle, but there are still games out there that I want to play I'm and have not. I'm pretty sure it was PlayStation only. Most of them are, yeah, console exclusives. Yeah. And that's the only reason. Jerks. <laughs> Give it. How dare you put it on the good old games? It's not like anybody's buying PlayStation 3s to go play these anymore. And you're not the Disney Vault re releasing it 20 years later on DVD instead of VHS. Like, they do, however, have PlayStation Now, which is their <sighs> gaming subscription service. So I think they sell it through that to some extent. Whatever. Jerks. And there are, I mean, most of the games actually aren't ported to PC. So that's the other problem. Yeah. Is they're, they're not just existing ports. They're jerks. Which, that's that is that is the problem. You're correct. You know, I don't know what I don't know anything about coding, and clearly it is not simple, or no. it would be consistent. But it is surprising to me how challenging it seems to be for games to get brought over to PC. Right. Like because they're all know. developed on a PC to begin with. Right. You export it from a computer to be able to run it up. It's not nobody's out there. Very few people are out there developing <laughs> right. with a keyboard and mouse plugged into their PlayStation. Well, and there's not any reason to because the hardware is not proprietary. Right. So they're because the the consoles are just PCs, mm -hmm. <laughs> just old PCs <laughs> with with standardized hardware. Anyway, hey now PC Master Race, we got to calm down. Calm down. I know. I know. I. I I mean, the, the reason, you know, the reason I bought an Xbox 360 was because Grand Theft Auto 4 came out. Yeah. That's that's why. Um, if GTA 5 had come out on a next-gen console, on a PS4 or Xbox One, I would have bought that. I, for think, that. I think I got it partially for Halo and partially because somebody was selling one used for like 150 bucks mm. during a time in my life where I could in no way afford anything more than a word processor as a PC. Right, right. So for me, what kept me out of the console space for a long time, once the 360 and PS3 came out, was actually just that to really take advantage of it, you needed a high definition display. Yeah. And I didn't have an HDTV for a very long time. I mean, really, literally within the last year was the first time I bought one. <laughs> but I also didn't understand that you could connect it to a monitor. Right. So once I understood that I could connect it to a monitor and then run sound through my PC, then I could use the 360 and have the HD screen via the monitor. Right. So, and then that's what I did forever until, yeah, literally last October, <laughs> I got my, my definition. Well, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, just, just 15 years late to the game, so I mean, no big deal. My We upgraded from a, like a 30-inch flat panel, not even flat panel, flat screen, but still CRT television. Right. Do our first big screen T like flat LED TV maybe six years ago. Yeah. And that was a Black I mean, Friday I... purchase that we were like, oh, I don't know if we should spend money. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, I, when I looked in 2004 at TVs, um, they were, they were, it was too grand yeah. for. We didn't go uh, quite that high. Well, that's what I mean. Right. I wasn't willing to. So, well, again, this is 2004, not six that's years fair. ago, not 2014. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were just prohibitively expensive for a long time. So I was not willing to, or able to, to do that. Anyway, enough about the history. of <laughs> You guys are here for uh, TVs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, so I mean, I, I think um, I think both of us would agree that we think that the other one should absolutely play our modern open world game of choice, being GTA or Saints Row. Yeah. Um, I don't think that there's. I don't, and I don't, I don't really know that there's a good argument for either of us not doing no, it. No, I think, than... I think I would like to check out. I mean, you had recommended it. It was on sale for like thirteen bucks the other day. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen it and had it, you know, wishlisted and and thought about it multiple times. I think it was mostly the superhero edge that not an open world game, yeah. but just kind of hearkening back to a, a prototype kind of thing. Because I'm pretty sure I played it on 360. Um, yeah and just wanting and the really i think the character customization is what brought me in because i was like oh i can go mod this game because i think i I, i'm not even sure i might have beaten it all the way through the last time i played it the ending seemed kind of familiar but it was also just i'm pretty sure you did so because i'm pretty sure i remember you telling me yeah i think i did too because the end credit scene i was like i am not surprised by this at all but i couldn't tell if that was just because the game is that way or if I had right. seen it before, but I was like, eh, I'll just go download a whole bunch of mods before I even open the game and come to find out you need to play through at least like the first mission before you mod your game all to hell. Um, <laughs> but I inevitably right. did mostly clothing mods, I think like two guns. And so the game already had 90% of what I wanted in it anyway. Just it, it comes with Robocop submachine gun as a pistol or as a submachine gun but looks like a pistol and a dubstep gun. So that's, that's basically to everything I need in the game. Like <laughs> hard to be. Yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, in, in, you know, to some extent we're calling these open world and encompasses quite a bit. It's not um, open planet. Well, and it's, there, there's a sandbox element to them where it's open world but you can kind of go do other stuff that's not in any way related to the main game right. for a long time. Yeah. Um, whereas like Far Cry games are open world games, Assassin's Creed games are open world games, but they don't really have much in the way of sandbox. Now they're not purely linear games either. No, so they are sandbox. They're more open map out. games. Yes. Yeah. But there's just not a lot you can do that's not directly tied to the narrative even if it's not something that moves the story forward, like going and discovering a tower in Far Cry or in, in Assassin's Creed doesn't change the story. I don't know. It it's just, just still all feels connected. Right. Yeah. Whereas you could go play golf in GTA five or tennis, which would be my recommendation <laughs> for as long as you wanted. And it's, it, it, it's not related to the game. Well, the rest I, of the Saints Row does kind of an interesting thing that again, kind of prototype where, you can take over different sections of the city and Mm. as you have to like hack all the shops and defeat all of the like alien outposts or whatever. But once you do that, there'll be homies in that area. So all the people will be dressed in saints, you know, attire and gang symbols and stuff. And you can even recruit them. You just like hold up your hands and be like, ah, follow me. And you get a whole bunch of dudes start following you and you could take them to go kill aliens and they'll NPC with you. Um, nice. But you can't do that if it's just a normal area or if it's an alien controlled area. So, I mean, even as even if you don't want to 100 percent the game, you could 100 percent the map, which would be way mm-hmm. easier to just 
hack all the stores and clear all the alien infested areas, but not collect every tiny token or gold every and like there's a ton of other mini games that play again on the gameplay thing where like there's one where you turn yourself into a ragdoll and just throw yourself at things there's no purpose in it at all but it's it's fun it just it has gamey video game style things in it that are just kind of neat um right but like you said not connected in any way to the main story but it can still have an effect on the world which is kind of neat because if you take over an area before there's a story mission there, when you do your story mission there, it'll be easier because you won't randomly run across. You may run across the story section where the aliens control that spot, but not the two other alien controlled spots on your way there that could launch rockets at you and take out a chunk of your health on your way to that objective or whatever. Hmm. Yeah, that's, um, I don't know. I I enjoy I, I I enjoy the things like that that you can go do the enjoyable distractions right part, right yep. where it has nothing to do with you like having to move forward the narrative or or even make meaningful progress for your character. It's just I don't know just something fun to go do that that's there you know on the side as well for sure. I do uh, want to give one other shout out uh, before we yeah. look at kind of wrapping these things up. Is that we're on Twitch right now. Uh, yay. yay! we are streaming live um so be aware that if you want to catch this podcast live also after we're done recording we're going to do a powwow uh with members in chat so while we're not currently in a spot where we're answering stuff on air we're totally cool to chill and hang out afterwards uh with members in our twitch chat so yeah just wanted that to be before the end card so that people don't cut themselves out follow us on twitter get a notification on stream times join our Twitch stream. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's a, you know, our, our audience has been growing and um, we'd love to, to entertain questions and comments from people as well and see what people have to say. So uh, definitely excited to be on chat or excuse me on Twitch and, uh, and, and on chat, uh, <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah. Well, I think good to wrap. Yep. Good to wrap. So that's going to be all for our episode today. Please follow us on Twitter to join the discussion, share your thoughts, or catch our stream times. If you enjoy the show, please tell a friend and help us keep growing our audience. You can also join us on Discord and in our Steam group. All of the links will be available in the show notes. If you ever want any more of my, this is Walker's, insights on pretty much everything in life not related to gaming, please check out my other podcast, The Walk Show, which is available everywhere podcasts are found.